Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoop Scoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. And good afternoon, Kevin. Uh, can you give me a note of encouragement or uh, help me out here? What the Bet Saracen has set the line at tomorrow for Arkansas being a 12 and a half point dog. So, can you give me any hope? Do you think do you think Arkansas can can uh, play? Mississippi State close in Starkville, where Arkansas has not won last since 2015. Randy, Arkansas is coming off a 29-point home loss to you know a Tennessee team that's I think better than Mississippi State, but you know this is a, Arkansas's never lost five league games by 20 or more points, and that's what's or excuse me more than 20 points. All of them have been more than 20 to five out of these eight losses, and, and they're on the road. Arkansas has one road win. Um, that was against Missouri, the worst team in the SEC. Um, and so I don't have any confidence to, you know, and I, I don't gamble. I mean, I, I understand they set lines to attract both sides of the fence, and, uh, but I, you know, I wouldn't put any, I wouldn't bet Arkansas would cover, um, you know, if I did gamble. Um but it wouldn't be now the realm of, of believable that they could snap back, have a better game, and be competitive either. So I mean, uh, the, the only road game they've really been competitive in, though, Randy, was at was at Georgia. Um, Arkansas lost by ten there, uh, and was you know within a, a one possession deficit, three points with about five minutes to go. So every every other road game, other than beating Missouri, um, Arkansas's been you know, I don't know what's the easy way to say it. Really, really bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that, that's the only way to put it. So, I mean, you know, you, you look at history, look at some of these margins. Um, you know, um, Mississippi State's a team under Chris Jones that doesn't, Chris Jones that doesn't, you know, um, you know, on their home court. I, di- I just don't see Arkansas being good offensively. I don't know if Arkansas's defense can be better. It would have to be a lot better than it was against Tennessee. It's a different matchup. Um, I don't know how much of Christian's defense is going to allow Arkansas to do offensively uh, on the road. So I, I'm staying away from that if, unless you pick in the other side, probably. All right. Uh, this was not discussed. I, I don't remember the question being asked of Coach Musselman. I know you were there uh, against uh, Wednesday night uh, uh, with the game with Tennessee, and this is in his post-game press conference. Do you have any idea, uh, Kevin, why Devo Davis played all 40 minutes? You know. Uh, no, I don't know. I'm I, hoping I, you'll tell me. <laughs> I, I don't know. No, he, he wasn't asked. He didn't comment on that. Um, you know, um, you know, Devo's chasing a record. You know, he, he, I don't remember when he got his fourth assist. 
but it, it allowed him to join Todd Day. They're the only two Razorbacks to ever be, you know, score at least a thousand points, grab five hundred rebounds, and dish out three hundred assists in a, in a career. So it's another feather for Devo. I know there's some, you know, there's been some negative stuff with him along the way. But most of it's been positive, and he's back with the team. You might as well embrace that. You might as well embrace him. No, I, I'm, no I, I'm, I'm just asking because when you look yeah. at how he began to empty the bench, uh, Musselman did with about five minutes to go. Uh, I don't think, except for Devo Davis, was there any other starters that was left on the floor? And I'm not sure anyone came close. I, I, I've got the box. I can look it up. But I don't think anyone came close to playing – over 35 minutes besides Davis. Yeah, and he's been a guy that, for the most part. There have been games where he was, he, you know, Mossman didn't play him a lot, uh, I guess, he in some of those blowouts. But for the most part, he's a guy that's on the court heavy minutes anyway. Usually, uh, you know, in a situation like you're talking about a blowout like that, you're, you're right, maybe he, he wouldn't play all 40. But And I have to go back and look. I didn't, I didn't think about that or go back and, look at the play-by-play to see when he picked up that fourth assist. Maybe they wanted him to get that on the on the home court before they went on the road. That would be something positive to talk about. I just don't know. That might be the reason why, but he needed four to get to 300. Now, uh, sometimes you so, punish an athlete by not playing him. Maybe they were punishing him by playing him. That, that, well, I mean, I'm not going to speculate on that, Rick, but, you know, that's a possibility. Yeah, uh, and, 40 minutes you know, in that and, game. And, uh, you know, kidding. they're I'm in the kidding. point in their season now. They're they're not. There's no postseason other than the SEC tournament, and we're probably talking about a Wednesday bottom yeah. four game. We don't know yeah. that yet, but that's probably where they're headed. Most likely. Yeah. Um, and so they're going to have to win the automatic bid, which means five wins in five days, or at best four wins in four days. Forget that's that. not going to happen either. I mean, that's no. not realistic. It's possible, right? Lightning yeah. can strike where you predict it will, I guess. Uh, but I don't think so. And so we're really, to me, at this point in the season, we haven't been here uh, going back the last three years. Four years ago, uh, you know, Arkansas was not likely to make the NCAA tournament in Mossman's first season, or I guess that's five years ago, however you want to frame it, it's mm-hmm. his fifth season. Uh, but then COVID shut things down, so we kind of moved away from that. Nobody really held that against him or anyone else who either would have made the tournament or didn't. It just Things didn't play out, but th- this is uncharted waters lately around here. And so, some of these games and matchups now, you you wonder do the players at this point uh, kind of get the same kind of apathy as the fans? Sometimes the players have looked apathetic. Uh, uh, you know, it's been disjointed and dysfunctional. But there are times where they, we've talked about the effort not being there. We've talked about the body language and some of the other things where you can just tell. Um, not only are things not clicking, but it's almost like I'm not going to say quit. I don't think it's been that extreme. But so, do we see anything like that? Does it get to a point where they're demoralized? And, and I mean, you hope not. They, they, they prior to this game against a really good Tennessee team, Arkansas won two out of three. You know, two of its last previous three games. Uh, again, Missouri, take it with a grain of salt. Georgia, a little better, but also a team that was slumping and not one of the top half teams in the league. When you look at what Arkansas done against the top seven, the top half of 14 teams, some of these have been really bad blowout-type games. And at what point, you know, are we strictly talking again at this point about what the future 
I don't think it's too soon to do that, actually. I mean, the Bud Walton crowd told, told us, you know, like you hear all the time in politics, the voters are going to tell you what's, what, what's real. I think the Bud Walton Arena crowd against a top 10 ranked Tennessee team told us where things are. It was about a half full building. Um, and, and that's not something we've seen in a, in a long time. And so I, I think if it, that apathy is there, you wonder how much that permeates into the, the, the roster and the, and the personnel the rest of the way. Maybe they scrap and fight. Uh, you know, I think at best, seven games left, the best they could probably realistically do is win three of those. Who knows what they'll do, but let's see what happens there. But I don't think it's too soon to start talking about the future, actually, because this team's going nowhere. Speaking of the future, then, go ahead and project, in your opinion, who might be welcomed back. Well, I think that depends on who the coach is, and I'm still one who thinks that, you know, at, at best, it's probably 50-50. I, I lean towards he's probably Russellman, probably not coming back. And I think, you know, again, how bad can this get for the rest of the year? Is this, I mean, you know, 24 games in, um, you know, I mean, you know, if it gets worse and there's other issues with players, I don't know how, what, how those dynamics would play into, you know, potential options that maybe he was looking at several months ago when I told you I was getting source feedback going back to October, um, you know, that he was putting the feelers out through third parties. Well, what changes, what dynamics change after other coaches, have, like a Lamont Paris, let's say, at, at South Carolina? He's a hot name right now. So the pieces are going to be moving. It's always that, that, that puzzle, that carousel. And what opportunities would he have been willing to take? And does it get to a point, well, if the season's bad enough, maybe he expands the kind of places that he would look at leaving for. Because I can tell you one thing, it'd be a lot harder for him to land well if he had another year like this or similar to it. And let's not forget, we can say this is an outlier because in a sense it is because of the postseason. But if you look at last year, if you eliminate that Sweet 16 just in terms of how the season looked prior to having a nice run in the postseason, which is what most people remember. Arkansas did finish 8-10 and 10 in the league and in 10th mm-hmm. place. So there's just, I think, a lot of factors that are going to play into does he go or not. And then that, to me, plays into who comes back. He's welcome back. If it's he, if he's the head coach, he typically turns it over pretty well. Bringing five guys back this last time was a lot for him, and this has not been a great season. And so I don't know, you know, moving forward, I can tell you from a – my personal opinion, you know, I look at a guy like Layden Blocker, um, and he, and I, I see someone that's got a potential for a good college career uh, moving forward. He's a, uh, you know, as a true freshman, makes his share of mistakes, but I think he's Arkansas's toughest player and, and probably plays harder than anybody. And I, that's a guy I, want, I, I wouldn't mind having back. You'd have to really look at some of these guys. I mean, uh, you know, does a Tremont Mark move on to professional level? Would he be someone that would look to come back? You know, he's a guy I think you can build around. Um, you know, question marks around Devo Davis. Technically, he has another year of eligibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so there's there's some you know there's some uh, pieces there that you if you you know if you try to separate how bad this season's been, and then say okay, let's not just blame every individual player necessarily. You know, they all have something to do with it. But but, but are there some individually that are worth if you brought better pieces that fit better 
uh, around some of these guys, would would you want him back? And I think so. I think I mentioned three names you'd have to take a hard look at. All right, Kevin, hang on. we got to step away for a moment. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. That is Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Thanks again to Fence Brokers, Chris Walker, and the game. Drive Time Sports will continue in a moment. Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoopscoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. Sorry, I didn't know you were going to play that again. I was going to ask if the over-under on defensive stops in the NBA All-Star game is four. Uh, okay. I'm, th- I'm taking the, if I was a bad man, I'm taking the under on that one, really. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, they don't play much defense in that game. No, I think the over-under is almost 360. Oh, my gosh, points. Holy yeah. Holy Moses. Because, I mean, if you look at most of the all-star games lately, now this is back to East versus West. Yeah. It's like 160 to 158, something like That's that. That's why they don't make many defensive stops. Yeah. I mean, there there might be – You uh, might miss a shot, but I don't call that a stop. I was joking when Wes asked that question. I said, I guess it's closer to 450 for the uh, over-under, 225 to, you know, 248 or something like that. Mm. Um, this from – This is NBA All-Star Weekend, guys. Real quick, Jordan lost the prologue. Was with the team today. Oh, he's in Fayetteville, so I don't know at what point the team travels. But uh, at one point, he I think spent some time with the team. Um, yeah, there there weren't a lot of NBA games yesterday, so maybe that was yesterday before they left. But he's he's in Fayetteville this weekend. That's where he's spending most of his weekend for NBA All Star Weekend. We know Jordan's a rookie with the Celtics. Has played mostly in the G League, but in recent weeks has seen some run. His first NBA action, his first NBA bucket, some other stats he's accumulated. Been a pretty good rebounder in his permanence play, but Jordan Walsh is in Northwest Arkansas in Fayetteville this weekend. Very nice. Now let's go back to what you were talking about earlier, uh, because with Musselman, uh, people call somebody called us last week and said, "Well, Musselman could go a lot of places and have a better chance to win a national championship." And I asked the guy, I guess it was a live fan feedback, so he couldn't respond. I said, "Name them." Yeah. You know, Kansas isn't open. Duke's not open. Illinois is not. I mean, uh, uh, North Carolina's not open. Connecticut's not open. Is there are there places where he can win? Yeah, he can win a lot of places, but win a national championship. I'm not saying he's going to win one here, but he'd have the opportunity. But also in light of what you were saying, if he's been looking to leave, I don't know why he would because he's very popular here even during this year. But if he's looking to leave and doesn't get a job, do you want him back? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a great question, Rick. Generally speaking, the answer to that would be no. If Coach, if Coach Boyle, speaking, now, not necessarily yeah. specific to him, but just any, you know, in that scenario, whoever it is. Yeah. Uh, but with someone that's had the success he's had, he shouldn't be on a hot seat. No, but he's not. A lot not. of fans are going to want him to come back and make Absolutely. a different decision. I don't think anybody wants so, him to leave. Yeah, a fan. Well, that's right. Well, people are paying that, for tickets. That's right. I think there's a lot of people that you know. There are some fans that are so frustrated by this, and they hear things like, "Well, he's been looking," you know. The knee-jerk reaction is, well, good riddance. Don't let the door hit you. But if you really, you know, slow down and, and, and dial it down and take a look at everything, he's 
you know, this is one season. I mentioned the eight and ten and tenth place. I'm still of the opinion what you do in March matters more than anything. Other stuff matters. Yeah. Maybe maybe both should matter. Maybe a better better finishes in league play and get and, and but but I would rather if I had to pick, right? You you want deep March runs. I think I think those things benefit your program uh, as much as a sustained successful season carrying from you know all the way through from November to to getting into March because people remember what you do in March. So, so you can you know you can have a, a you know a great two or three weeks. Uh, in March, and you know, uh, Arkansas did just as good as Alabama last year in the NCAA tournament. In previous years, when Bama's, uh, you know, finished higher than Arkansas in league play, Arkansas's moved on further along the NCAA tournament, and and it, they didn't just advance. I mean, you've seen Arkansas knock off number one seeds and brackets twice. And yeah. when it was Gonzaga uh, a couple of years ago, that was not only the number one seed, it was the number one overall and the number one ranked team in the country in the final eight people. Last year, Kansas was the number one seed in the in the bracket, and it was a defending national tournament. Those things matter. That's on the biggest stages at that point. So I see both of that, but, but based on his postseason track records, and let's not forget the first two elite, the two elite eight seasons, Arkansas finished second and fourth in a very competitive SEC. So it's not like they've not been good in league play. They haven't challenged, really, for a league title. But, man, they've been good in March. So this is a throwaway season, obviously, if we're talking about the future now. But I do think you got to pay attention. You know, I, I, I'll i stop short of calling it a fact, but I've got very good sources for a while, and I do believe Eric Nolsman's had the feelers out for quite a while. Well, that would be disturbing to me. Now, I, again, I've said before, I think Hunter Juracek is a heck of an athletic director. Don't know what he thinks about retaining coaches. If Coach Broyles had known he was looking for another job, he'd say you need to get one. Yeah. Yeah. Now that for but a fact. So much, there's so much look around for movement, even players, all of it now, transfer portal, so it's part of the territory now. All right, Kevin, enjoy your weekend. We'll talk with you next week. That is Kevin McPherson.